Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Stand up for your country. President Biden's job approval number is going down again. All right, dropped five points in seven days. That's because of the stock market. So this is the last piece of the dismal economy. Just think two years ago, two years ago, America had the most vibrant economy on earth. Every demographic group in the USA's wages were rising. Inflation, 1.3%. Two years ago. Democrats come in, Biden comes in, destroy the entire U.S. economy. There's no doubt about it. If you have friends and you say that and they don't believe it, then they are living in the land of Oz. They're not on Earth. That's what happened. So Americans obviously are catching on. If you have any investments, they're going down. You want to buy a house, interest rates going up. Uh, It's on and on and on and on. I didn't even mention inflation. Crazy inflation. Okay. Um, The bottom line on this, and bottom line is a cliche, but it's the best way to say it, is that there's no leadership in this country right now at the federal level. There's no leadership in Congress. There's no leadership in the executive branch. None. And so you we're in a void here. And that's the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Now, yesterday, President Biden spoke to a group about hunger, okay, food insecurity. And I told you uh, yesterday that the United States is doubling its food stamps, but no uh, test to get it. You don't have to drug test or look for a job, they just give it to you because that's what Biden does. They just spend and spend and spend and spend and spend. That's why we have inflation. Anyway, Biden is giving uh, remarks and this is what happens. Go. And I want to thank all of you here for in- including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. Jackie's dead. Okay, so 
Indiana Congresswoman Jackie Walorski died in a car accident in August. And there's the president want to go, Jackie, are you here? So, I mean, if this was just an isolated occurrence, I'd say, okay, he made a mistake or he forgot or, or whatever. But it's not isolated. And you know it. He is befuddled. So at the end of her life, my mother was like this. There were days where she was clear, and there were days where she just didn't know anything. She could not absorb information, my mother. Now, I made sure that there was somebody around her 24 hours a day so nothing bad would happen to her. But I couldn't come in and just sit down with my mother and have a conversation. She'd smile. She knew who I was, but she couldn't interact and she couldn't absorb information. So if I, if we had dinner and then I said five minutes after, what did you eat? My mother couldn't tell me. Biden's not at that stage yet, but he's going there. So there are days where he has some clarity and there are days that he does not, like yesterday. This is scary. The press largely protects Biden, but now it's getting so bad that even the corrupt network media is asking questions. Go. Look, he was at an event, you all saw, you all watched, which is why you're asking the question, right, where he was calling out, again, uh, congressional leaders, uh, a bipartisan uh, leadership that we have seen on this particular issue. And uh, again, he's going to see her family in just two days. And uh, she was on top of mind. I mean, I don't, that is, <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, that is not an unusual, uh, unusual scenario there. Karine, I have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. I have John Lennon on my line just about every day, says the CBS correspondent, but I don't look around for him. So John Pierre's job is to just, you know, try to divert attention from the reality that Joe Biden can't govern. He can't do it. Okay, so there's no question about it. And um, we are all suffering because of it. So I, I can't make it any more obvious than this. It's happened one other time in our history. So on October 2nd, 1919, Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. All right, he was on a speaking tour in Pueblo, Colorado, and uh, boom, had a stroke. The Woodrow Wilson administration kept it quiet. And it wasn't, they didn't have aggressive press back then, but nobody knew he was incapacitated, but he couldn't do anything, Wilson. And the public didn't know about it until February of 1920. So uh, five months, they hid it. Who ran the government? Edith Bowling Wilson. The first lady ran the government. Congress didn't even know. That's the only time that I can come up with a president incapacitated in office. And Wilson, he was out for the rest of his term. He didn't resign. He should have. It was a scandal. He didn't. But that's what we're seeing now. So they can dress up Biden. He looks good in his threads. He got his little glasses on. They can put a script in front of him. Most of the time he can read it. But he's not governing this country. He's not in charge. So the vice president, uh, if 
Biden resigns, which I believe he might for health reasons, because this is not going to get any better. So she's over today in uh, Korea, South Korea, at the demilitarized zone. We'll take. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. We don't have an alliance with North Korea. They're our enemy. So she did not correct herself. So usually when you make an error, and I do all the time, misspeak, they say, and I do. I mean, I bloviate an awful lot on radio and television, and I'll misspeak. But usually your, your mind tells you, well, it didn't sound right. We don't have a treaty with North Korea. But Harris didn't correct herself. Why? Because she wasn't thinking about what she was saying. And she never does. She doesn't think. That's why she repeats the same words over and over and over and over again. All right. She doesn't think she's not engaged in what she's saying. Now, is she got a mental acuity problem? No, she just isn't able to concentrate. And we're a lot of people like that. So anyway, uh, they put the White House is embarrassed, but they're hoping that nobody notices this. And here's what the White House put out about what she said. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. This is on WhiteHouse.gov. So they leave out. They put a statement, a quote up. They leave out the North Korea part. This is, this is what I mean. So, okay. Most people are going to pick it up. Most people won't know. But you got a president and a vice president who are in the ozone. And everybody in the Democratic Party, and I mean everybody, and I know a lot of them, you know I do, and I talk to them all the time. Nobody thinks Kamala Harris is going to be able to run for president. So Biden's done. He's not going to run it. Harris is done. Who? Keep your eye on Newsom, California. All right, so uh, Biden scheduled a day. He had a briefing on Hurricane Ian. He gave some remarks about it. He's saying he's working well with Florida. Good. All right, then the Pacific Island people come and they uh, get some kind of reception. That's fine. Then he goes to dinner for the Islanders. Good. Okay. That's the schedule today. Um, and the federal government will do what they should do to Florida and, you know, give them federal money to help rebuild. That's what the federal government's there for. It's not there, all right, to promote these crazy progressive programs. It's there to help. And that, that's what it's there for. I want my tax money to help the people in Florida. All right. So you got, you know, three, four million lost power in Florida. I call my friends down there. They're OK. Uh, but there are people who are dead. We don't know how many yet. Um, horrible storm. You're going to live in Florida. You're going to live in California. What are you going to get? There are the extremes in climate in America. Um, what do you say? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's terrible. And people will suffer. And I hope the federal government can go in and rebuild as quickly as possible. There's not that you could say. It's a terrible storm. Pictures are amazing. And the brave photographers who take these pictures, they never get enough credit. Okay. Um, I, I, was, I had a debate whether to run this soundbite or not. 
NBC News controls its network presentation in today's show, Lester Holtz Nightly News, uh, the Sunday thing, Meet the Press. But it also controls its cable arm, MSNBC, which is a lunatic asylum, literally. So in order to cover the storm, you got to get away from politics, right? No. So Joy Reid, uh, I mean, look, I'm not going to say any more than that. She compares people in Florida who are fleeing the storm to migrants, undocumented migrants coming to the USA. Go. And be careful about attacking people who have to move to save their own lives and safety, because you never know when it's your people that have to move, when it's your people who have to migrate, when it's your people who have to get on that road. Um, so just, just, just a thought. A, a dumb thought, <laughs> right? Just a thought, a stupid thought. There's no comparison between coming to the United States without documentation and trying to get out of the way of a hurricane. But she made it. Now, I don't care. Do you? Do you care what she says? I don't care. All right, nobody watches her. I mean, maybe she gets a million people a night to watch her. But what is strange is that NBC, absolutely no standards at all. I mean, they just let this stuff go on. You would think there would be maybe an editor saying, you know, maybe we don't want to politicize the storm today. When people are dying in it, maybe we don't want to do that today. I think about the old NBC, Huntley Brinkley, Brokaw, things like that. I, it couldn't be more different. All right, El Paso. So small town on the border, uh, poor, and now it's flooded, as you know, with undocumented migrants. So El Paso, the city says they got to pay $89 million to handle the migrants that come in. And of course, the city didn't have that. So the federal government is reimbursing some of the money, but not a lot of it. So uh, the city is racking up debt all over the place to try to feed, house, and transport people who are illegally crossing the border. That's okay with uh, the Biden administration. I don't seem to mind that. All right. In fact, the Biden administration is kicking 41 million taxpayer dollars. It's unbelievable to a group called Akashe Center for Justice. This is a far, far, far left Soros group. Soros doesn't run it, but he's akin to it, all right? The Akashe Center for Justice. 41 million taxpayer dollars goes to them. And you know what their function is? To get the illegals in America away from Homeland Security to harbor them. Biden's doing this. 41 million. Six legal services contracts. Food. Okay. So some of you get mad at me when I, I talk about good diet and, and, and I don't, I'm not the food police. In fact, I had a little cup of ice cream last night. It was very good. Once a week. It's my ice cream ration. But sugar is killing Americans. And it'll slowly kill you. So it's not killing you right away. It's like Muhammad Ali in uh, Killing the Legends. Unlike Elvis and Lennon, he didn't die instantly. It was a slow death for Ali. 
If you are eating a lot of sugar and drinking all the sugar drinks, you're going to die slowly and painfully. Because sugar is as bad as nicotine. But you'll never hear that because the sugar industry, the food industry, is so powerful, gives so much money to politicians, you're not going to get it. So sugar is not your friend, all right? And there are a lot of good, tasty alternatives, but you've got to look for them. And sometimes they cost more. But if you're uh, drinking five uh, 12 ounces of Coke or Pepsi every day, or Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper, it's only a matter of time. So the stats are grim. I mean, about 45% of American adults are obese, not chubby, out of control. And 37 million Americans have diabetes, 11% of the population. The diabetes, that can run in your family, but it was like 2 3% before all the processed sugar. So anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, is now going to put labels on food that say healthy. So you're in the grocery store and you're looking at salad dressing or whatever it may be. Okay, cereal, cereal, big offender. Tony the Tiger, I mean, Tony the Tiger should weigh 800 pounds. Okay, if you're eating no sugar frosted flakes every day. So anyway, the federal government is getting into the food warning business, but it's not going to label food unhealthy. It's not going to do that. It's just going to say healthy on it. Now, that's a good thing to me. Now, I always read the label of anything that I'm consuming, but most people don't do that. I I turn it around. I want to know what's coming in. I did not used to do that when I was a younger man, okay, because I was so active that I could burn off everything because I played all these sports and I'm running around and I was always moving, moving, moving. Well, then you get older, you don't do that as much. Plus, I have a crushing workload that keeps me on my butt way too much. So now I have to watch it because I don't want to get diabetes type 2. And I don't want, if you take a lot of sugar, your skin deteriorates, your teeth and gums deteriorate. Sugar is a killer. So I like this. I want the federal government to do these kinds of things, but I don't want them to be the food police. So if you want to have a taco or, or pizza, you go right ahead and have it. I do. If I want to have pizza, I have it. But I ration it. I ration it, all right, so that I'm not consuming bad things that are going to hurt me. And you would think that most Americans would be on board. They are not. Fast food now, 33% of the American population eats some kind of fast food every day. Every day. Greasy, salty, sugary. It's awful for you. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, 
this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Iran. It's a fascinating story because this could lead to something. And I hope it does. I'm praying it does. I'm not praying to Allah because I don't believe in Allah. All right? I'm praying to the Christian God, the God of a Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So Allah is out of my equation, but I want the Persian government to fall in Iran, okay, because it's evil. If you read Killing the Killers, you it's evil. So a 22-year-old woman, Masha Amini, was arrested earlier this month because her hijab that hides her hair was askew. So you could see a little bit of her hair. So the cops take her into custody, beat the living hell out of her, and she dies. Can you imagine this? So the police in Iran... It's a theocratic police force, which means the laws are based on their version of Islam. They could beat you to a pulp on anything. On any, it's like the Gestapo in Nazi Germany. I've made the comparison before. Iran and, and Germany in the Third Reich, it's the same. There's no difference. I mean, Iran might not have concentration camps, but they'll take a 22-year-old in and kill her, which they did. Now, word got out. Word got out, which is very unusual in Iran because the government controls the press. So I opened the Daily Chatter today, which is our foreign news partner. And as I told you yesterday, I get sent every morning, and you can too. Just go to dailychatter.com. The foreign dispatches, this is their lead story. And the Iranian police are now trying to contain demonstrations all over the country. At least 1,200 people have been arrested 76 Iranians have been killed by the police for this. Now, this is generated by Iranian women mostly, but you see some men there as well, all right, because of this young woman. This could be the tipping point. The Persians, and they are Persians. Iran is like a phony name they just made up uh, in the theocracy. But the Persians are getting killed economically. They have no freedom you got to figure that they're, they're pretty much fed up with this, right? And this could be the tipping point because it was in Northern Ireland. Remember, in Northern Ireland, we're fighting the British and fighting the Catholics. And the British were in and, and all of that. It never ended. They called it the Troubles. And die, people were dying all over the place, getting blown up. And the women said, no, you're going to stop on both sides. Okay, you're going to stop. And it stopped. Mostly. So I'm hoping that Iran 
is going to tip and uh, the Mullahs will get overthrown. Now, it's a long shot, I understand. Um, children have been uh, targeted by the Mullahs. They're, oh, it's just... I've never been to Iran, but of course I've been to Iraq and Kuwait, which are right on the border. And I know a lot of Iranians. It's a big community on the north shore of Long Island. They fled. Um, it's one of the worst governments on this planet. That's all I can say. Smart life. Okay. You see this jacket, tie, shirt? I get free clothes because we have deals, what they call deals, with the people who make the clothes. And we give them publicity. They can use my likeness or whatever you want to do. And the clothes are really nice. Okay, but when I go out in public, I am very conscious of my appearance because that is important in America, no matter who you are. No matter who you are. So there is a trend now on television, particularly among sports guys and entertainment guys. i just show you the trend. Put a Howie Long up. Howie Long is an NFL Fox Sunday guy. So Howie's got a beautiful suit given to him free. Beautiful. That's a $1,000, $1,500 suit. Look at the shoes. Howie's got sneaks. <laughs> what are you doing? What do you do? Can't you? You could wear black loafers. Never wear brown shoes with a dark suit, by the way. But you could wear a pair of black loafers with that, and you're fine. What do you, what's with the sneakers? And that looks so bad. Put up Howie Mandel, who I love. Howie is hysterical. This Howie. Now, Howie, he's doing a different thing here. He's, <laughs> he's got the untucked shirt, which untucked shirts, I'm sorry. You know, I'm old school, I understand. But does this look like a, how he's put together here? I, now, how it isn't, whereas Howie Long, you know, he's, he's in a kind of a formal thing. Howie Mandel, it's, it's a little more, well, he's a showbiz guy. All right, Dylan Wang Heidi of the Chinese boy band F4. <laughs> All right, now, listen, I don't even know who you are, Dylan. But I want the best for you. What the red shoes, I mean, if you click the heels, do you go to Oz? I, the ruby red slipper. What, what, what is this statement? And finally, Andrew Randells, uh, who's on a Broadway. Now, again, this is a nice suit for Andrew. And he's got the dopey sneakers going on down there. I, I, Okay, so the reason I'm telling you this in the Smart Life segment is, no matter who you are, appearance is great. Appearance matters. People judge you, superficial, on your grooming and what you wear. Now, if you're out for casual, I wear sneaks all the time. Khaki pants, sneaks, jeans, whatever, that's fine. Pro very appropriate. But if I'm wearing this, I'm not wearing red sneakers. All right, dogs, the study out of uh, Queen's University in Belfast that says your dog knows when you are tense. The Holly the Terror dog knows when I'm tense. Believe me, if there's angst going on, Holly takes off. She knows right away. Um, so apparently the dogs can smell sweat and your breath from a distance. And you start to sweat when you're tense. 
And I guess your breath changes when you're under stress. And the dogs, according to the study, pick that up right away. And some of them get very upset because they like you. They don't want you to be apprehensive. Um, and the study says that dogs pick up human anxiety at a 90% accurate rate. So I thought you uh, pet people out there would like to know that. So last night, uh, I'm watching the Mets and the Yankees. I mean, I got the clicker in my hand. And Aaron Judge hits his 61st home run, tying Roger Maris, bypassing Babe Ruth. So Judge has been trying to break this record for, I don't know, eight games? And here is the call by John Sterling. And the payoff. There goes the deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 61. He ties Roger Maris for the American League single season record with 61 home runs. It's a two-run judgian blast. Here comes the judge. A two-run blast, and the Yankees take a 5-3 lead. Okay, so this is Americana. Even if you don't care about baseball and all of that, Judge's mom was in the stands. He goes over. Uh, it, it was just great. Aaron Judge, I do not know him, but I know the Yankees management very well. He is a very classy guy. His teammates love him. Okay, so Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, back when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> you know, but Aaron Judge, primo guy. So I'm happy, and I was so happy for his mother, who was there for about a week waiting for his, her son to clock number 61. And the Mets, they were down. I thought they were going to lose, and uh, Escobar, the third baseman, drives in five runs. I think there's going to be a Subway Series, Yankees-Mets, which New York City desperately needs. It's a long shot. I know the Dodgers are an unbelievable team. And the Houston Astros, whew. But boy, if that could ever happen, that would be such a blessing for New York. This day in history, only two years ago, okay? Important day in history. September 29th, 2020, the first debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, go. Over uh, the last four years, you have promised to repeal and replace Obamacare, but you have never in these four years come up with a plan, a comprehensive plan to I replace have. Obamacare. Of course I have. Well, I'll I give got you rid of the individual I finish, mandate. I'm give you Excuse an me. I got I, rid of the individual mandate, which was a big chunk a of Obamacare. That is not a That is absolutely a big thing. That was that, the worst I, I part of Obamacare. Chris, You're that was the worst part me. of Obama. Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 the individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like you and to, we will protect Mr. people President, with I'm the moderator of this debate, and I would like you to let me ask my question, and then you can answer <laughs> Go ahead. Awful. So the mistake Wallace made was he made a statement that wasn't true. And when he did that, Trump right away said, he's my enemy. Trump thought that going in. I remember talking to Trump about it, okay? He said, Wallace hates me, and he's going to try to make me look bad. Trump was right. Wallace hates uh, Donald Trump. 
So when Wallace said over the past four years you would promise to repeal and replace Obamacare, but you have never in these four years come up with a plan, a comprehensive plan, Wallace was misstating. That isn't true. The individual mandate, and it wasn't easy to get it out of there, Trump got it out of there. So right away, that debate blew up. And you saw the chaos, talking over each other, this, that, um, because Trump said, look, I'm debating two guys. Biden, who had no idea what they were even talking about, and Wallace, who was trying to make Trump look bad. I don't know why Chris Wallace would do that. When you are the moderator of a debate, you've got to keep your questions pithy and factual. You can't go on saying, well, you don't have a comprehensive plan when Trump did knock out the individual mandate of Obamacare. You can't say it. Because as soon as you misstate the big picture, which Wallace did, it's over. Chaos breaks out. It's exactly what happened. Now, in the end, that first debate hurt Trump much more than Biden, because Biden, again, was individual mandate. He doesn't, he doesn't know. OK, but Trump came across as insolent. That was the word of the day yesterday. And it destroyed Wallace because all the people who like Trump immediately and to this day hold a grudge against Chris Wallace. But Trump got hurt the worst because it degenerated into this overtalk where Trump didn't even consider Wallace's position as moderator because Trump said, fixes in. He's not moderating a fair debate. It's exactly what happened. That was so important because <clears throat> casual people who didn't watch the debate, they just saw clips on the internet. They didn't know what the reasoning was behind Trump's anger, they go, look at this boorish Trump. He lost votes. And that happened two years ago today. All right, so a mail segment, uh, which I think will amuse you, and a final thought, which may amuse you even more. We'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, let's get some mail. Uh, we'll begin with Georgia on the message board. Just my opinion, but schools are not responsible to teach kids the difference between right and wrong. It's the parents' responsibility to do this. Georgia, uh, look, all I can tell you is we have a lot of derelict parents, a lot of terrible parents. And the last line of defense is the public school system. And the public school system advocates, okay, doesn't try to instill a sense of Judeo-Christian tradition about what is right and what is wrong in our society. 
It's over. It's over, Georgia, for this country. That's how many bad parents there are. When I was teaching high school, and it was a Catholic school, but they're very strict. This is what we do. This is what we don't do. No longer. Sharon, concierge member, I hope you check out membership, uh, concierge membership. Get a free copy. Uh, if you're a premium member and you sign up, you get a free copy, Killing the Legends. Now that we are in the post-Christian era and parents have decided to raise their next generations with no religious affiliation, things of the past, such as the Ten Commandments, aren't taught or even addressed. So the commandment, thou shalt not steal, is behind us, and the moral compass by which many of us live is evaporated. Excellent letter, Sharon. It's exactly what's happening. A lot of Americans don't think lying and stealing are wrong. Unbelievable. Brad Amster, Scottsdale, Arizona bill, money drives elections. George Soros have been funding leftist attorney generals who fight not to prosecute criminals. If we allow Soros to continue funding these campaigns, morality breakdown will expand. Soros should be stopped. Can't stop him. Not breaking any law. He's got a battery of lawyers. He gives out an enormous amount of money to political action committees. That's legal. Can't stop him. Unless you change the law. Mitch McConnell doesn't want to even address dark money. He's a Republican. Kevin McDaniel, Las Vegas. In your presentation, Bill, and analysis of Senator Bernie Sanders last night, you referred to him as a socialist. I differ. He's a communist. No. Bernie Sanders, in order to be a communist, would have to say, the state, the federal government, has a right to seize your house, your private property. Has a right, Kevin, to go to Vegas and where you live to take it away. That's what communism is. Government seizure of private property. Socialism is the government runs everything, but it doesn't seize private property. Taxes you to here, but it can't take what you have other than tax you. Sanders is a socialist. Brian, will you say on uh, the radio that DeSantis would have to move if he were Trump's running mate? Well, he's a native Floridian. Why would he have to move and not Trump? Because Trump is the presidential candidate. It's an outrank. Okay. There's a pecking order. Your VP, you have to do stuff. Lena, who destroyed the Nordstrom pipeline? Nord Stream. Nord Stream is a department store. Who destroyed the Nord Stream pipeline? Lena wants to know. Well, I heard it was Jill Biden. They put her in a little scuba suit, dropped her down. She had a little hat pin. Um, nobody knows, Lena, why the Nord Stream pipeline is leaking. Nobody knows yet. I'd like to know. Um, maybe Putin did it. Maybe Jill Biden did it. I don't think Jill did it. All of this crazy stuff that you hear and say, nobody knows. Mary Beth Gugian, Gilbert, Arizona. I had to stop reading Killing the Legends because of your description of the Ali Frazier fight in Manila. It was just too emotional. But it's a great book, Bill. 
I understand. Some of the finest writing I've ever done in my life is the first five pages of Ali Frazier in the Ali section. Harrowing. Killing the Legends this weekend. I hope you pick it up. I really do. It is a different book, but you will learn an awful lot about American society. Susan Saunders, Plymouth, Minnesota. My husband bought me an autographed copy of Killing the Legends for my collection. I bet him there was nothing in the book that I had not heard, read, or seen about Elvis Presley. I was wrong. Very nice work, O'Reilly. <sighs> you know, we research, Dugard and I, that's why the Killing Series is the most successful nonfiction book series in history. Okay, we have a Vidgo promotion that's just off the chart. That's a new streaming service. You can cut down your cable bill by 60%. You get $15 off your monthly subscription to Vidgo. You get a free copy of Killing the Legends and a free three-month trial premium membership, which you can give to somebody else. That's pretty good. Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O, dot com slash bill book. Vidgo dot com slash bill book. Okay, final thought that you are going to like. I promise. Right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, final thought of the day. You may remember that in 2011, I appeared on the Rizzoli and Isles television program. Okay, it was a blast. Well, tonight, the episode, Can I Get a Witness, is on Lifetime, 10 p.m. Here is a look. I can't believe it, it's him. Hey, you pinheads, you can't cut. We're patriots on official business, mister. Hi. What's your name? Uh, uh, her adrenal glands are overproducing adrenaline. It dilates the blood vessels and makes it hard to talk. Fascinating. What's her name? Uh, uh, Angela. Angela Rizzoli. Thank you, Madeline. With two Zs. Is this beautiful young lady your daughter? Yes, this is Madeline. Oh, I have a daughter, too. Her name is Jane. Detective Jane Rizzoli? Yes, of, of course you know her. You're covering her case. I'd love to get her on the factor. Oh, I'm sure she would love to be your guest. Excellent. Let me give you her cell phone number. Angela. It's 617 555 32 
I had such a good time with Angie Harmon and, and the crew. Um, anyway, you might want to tape it if uh, you don't stay up that late, but it's worth watching. Uh, that was November 28th, 2011. Rizzoli and Isles, Can I Get a Witness? On tonight, Lifetime TV at 10 p.m. Eastern. So uh, I did a few of those. I did uh, a bunch of uh, guest shots. I did some movies. Uh, it was an Iron Man 2. Uh, what's the big uh, Michael Bay's Transformers 2 I was in? Um, I always had a great time. They were, uh, you know, but the Rizzoli and Isles was the best. Uh, we really had fun. And then the episode hangs together. And the reason I was in it was because uh, one of my friends who I work with at Inside Edition wrote the show. And uh, she was great. I don't want to embarrass her. But, um, the whole thing really worked well. So if you do get to watch it, uh, drop me a line, bill at billoreilly.com. And if you're watching Janet Tamaro, uh, I appreciate you putting me in Rizzoli and Isles. And I appreciate all of you listening and watching to the No Spin News tonight. Don't forget Killing the Legends, and we will see you again soon.